I bet you my mum's gonna my mum's gonna fucking call me halfway through, so I'm gonna put it on airplane Thanks. mode. Thanks. So I tried to call the balls, yeah. No answer. It's a bit unnerving not being able to see ourselves. Mm. We do with the flip out screen. Oh, it's just a camera. Is it not a flip out screen? No, my other one does. This one doesn't. This one's kind of. This is a bit old comparative to my other camera. Um, why do we get the second best camera? Because I had to put software on it, which isn't Canon approved. So I didn't want to break my other camera. Oh, is that to like. Is that runtime? Yeah. Aussie, don't Aussie. try and go under there. <laughs> go under there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You definitely just knock the camera as well. Ozzy, lay down. Get in your bed. Get in your bed. Bed Get in your bed. Good. Get in your bed. I'll learn to get around. Ozzy, get in your bed. This is the first time. You're not in trouble, mate. Just get in your bed. Get in your bed. What do I want to do this for? How do I do this? One, two, three. Casually in there. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Island Concrete Podcast, guys. Yeah, I've never been here before. So no, first time up. It yeah. seems an, an annual thing to come to your house and record films and sort of podcast. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, officially when this goes live, it'll be 2019. So we'll be in the new year already, which will be nicely kicking away. Well, we've got Martin with us, who's obviously my brother and has been here before. This week we've got Ollie as well. Who, as I ask every guest, how long have I known you? Oh, I don't know. As long as I've known mine, I guess. So four years ish. But this would be like the fourth or fifth time we spent any time together. Can't be four years. Can I? No, I don't think you've known all. I've known all four years. You've known all four years. Yeah. I don't think I've known you four years. Three years. Yeah, maybe something like that. Three. Yeah. I don't know how to describe you both. There's like different things you do. I think I described you as like a graphic designer last time. Yeah. Which is inaccurate. So I could get away describing you as a metallurgist. No, you can't call me that. It's such a bullshit term, bro. Uh, I'm a bartender, man. That's what I do. I, I serve drinks. Yeah. I clean. I clean for a living, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. In a bad way. But uh, no, I'm a metallurgist. It's just people trying to. Uh, Make their uh, make their profession more. Uh, just, I try and sound more important. Yeah. When you know you're just slinging drugs, man. Just relax. Yeah, you're a molecular mixologist. Yeah. It's science. No, it's not. It's no. not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. You just put in liquids. Because they're they're the people who get bored to who get bored fast because they're not getting the uh, the thrill or the uh, or more the the attention they desire. So. I mean. Just a bartender, you can't be disappointed. It's that, it's it's people who don't want to admit that they are a bartender, basically. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, nothing wrong with being a bartender, it's perfectly fine as a job. It's just that, yeah, some people look down on it, and some people want to pretend that they're uh, it's more important than it is, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's that, and like the customer service aspect of it, isn't it? It's like, don't want to be customer service. More than that, I want to have more things yeah, going on. Um, zipping, zipping my uh, trousers, yeah. 
So yeah, 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 no, very, very true, because yeah. they're the kind of people that spend their time outside of work just preparing for work. Oh, 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 oh that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. Not oh. burning. That's not the way to do it. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> Jeez. Dog. What was that? I mean... You get coffee. That's you. I assume he's not a fan of being excluded from the room. I'll come up this way. And you can see here, you fool. It's fine. He's I don't need my crotch. So, Ozzy, what do you do? Ozzy, what do you do? I mean, you're part of the podcast. If you're not watching the video and you instead you're just listening to the audio, what happened was a dog jumped in my lap and spilled coffee over me. So now he's part of the world. Mm. So you're fine, sit there then. Hold on. Which kind of brings us around. I say it brings us around. Burning corruption. Kind of just. You know, that you guys wanted to start a podcast. Mm, yes. Yeah. For your, for your non-partisan ways and discuss the world at large. Yeah, but we've been through like... Like... So many things with it. Well, like, can't think of a name, first off, which is clearly important. Clearly needs to be done. That's the first thing we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also... We didn't know where we wanted to be with it and where we sat with it. I mean, I think from my point of view, it's one of those things, it's, just, it's another thing to do in your spare time as a semi kind of hobby. Yeah. If you take it too seriously, that's when you end up working, working yourself into alleyways because you are trying too hard. Yeah. Basically. You know what I mean? Well, you should succeed by doing something you enjoy doing. Yes. So you should never try hard. No, as I said before, I'm a bartender. So. <laughs> um, no, you know what I mean. I'm like, evolve it organically rather than necessarily trying to have too, too fixed a. If you make promises, yeah. you have to try and keep them. If you, if you try and keep them and you can't, then you end up making, you know, something that you didn't want to make in the first place. Right? Yeah, you end up with right. Rather than that, if you don't develop, then you end up with something that came about by just being yourselves and taking the course it took, rather than trying to square peg around the whole thing, I think. Yeah, kind of get that. Kind of get that. So, the suggestion was that you guys wanted to discuss content creation. Yes. But I don't get what context you guys wanted to discuss it. Um, Did you have a, a, a particular point of grind? Not really. It was, it was just like a framing device, really. It was kind of like... Content. What is content? What was content? What is now content? And okay. that kind of stuff. It's, it's um, what got us talking about. It was we were talking about Black Mirror, 
Mm-hmm. And the new one's coming up like December 28th. The new, the first episode is like slated to be 91 minutes run time and then we talked about like how uh, the Emmys I think it's the Emmys could be the Emmys could be the Grammys TV Grammys Grammys is definitely music in it yeah but do they have like a TV Grammy I don't know it was something is the Emmys Emmys sounds about right that would be the other awards yeah I would say I feel like Grammys does TV as well I'm not sure either way it was someone uh, and they changed they changed their kind of like restrictions on what counts as TV because of Black Mirror and called it the Black Mirror rule um, because there was the runtime was part of it basically like if you were over in a certain amount of time you weren't considered TV you were then considered movie well yeah if you get past like 90 minutes that, that's like movie territory because mm. that's a short film essentially it's not a short film is it it's a film well no but like <laughs> most films run for like 90 to 120 minutes that's yeah. the general rule yeah, yeah. Uh, 94 95 like you see that quite yeah. a lot don't yeah. you that's like that's where you make a children's film essentially you should make it or an action film yeah or uh, any kind of frat pack or anything like that basically anything devoid of any real mm-hmm. meaning and it's just there I watched last night Cock Blockers that's that's Cock Blockers it's terrible that just sounds like porn <laughs> <laughs> it is it is uh, porn <laughs> uh, it's got John Cena in it okay uh, he's actually quite good so he plays like the sort of slightly like very sports driven militant kind of dad and he's got a heart Obviously. and it's basically three, 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 three parents trying to stop their three teenage daughters from having sex on prom night oh, I think I saw the trailer uh, for this it's a sad thing I also saw the trailer for yeah which just sounded it looked, like it looked terrible because I'm sure there was a TV show like this or something so speaking of content how has it come to pass that a movie can show all the good content in the trailer and then just have the rest of well, I mean, if you think yeah. about it, you can show things which are actually in the film in the trailer. Which is As great. is the new so comic. Rogue One did it. Yeah. For a start. Blade Runner 2049 did it. Why? Suicide Squad did it. And they almost got sued for it. And Suicide Squad just is a trailer. It is. Like, the whole film is just a trailer. But they, they put stuff in the trailer which wasn't in the film because it was like the extra scenes with Joker. Oh, yeah, then, well, they want to make it seem like there was way more Joker yeah. than there was, didn't And they? people got really pissed off because yeah. there wasn't that much in it. So, Jared Leto, I, I haven't seen it. Jared Leto is about 6% of the film. Yeah. He was a big draw for it, right? Yeah. Well, anything yeah. Jake related is now yeah, know, yeah. big news. Um, so, yeah, he was about 6% of the film, but he was about 50% of the trailer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, the when, majority of the film is Will Smith. Yeah, they should have made the trailer based on Will Smith. So, what were they being sued for? Essentially, the guy was the guy who was trying to or thinking about suing them was the the fact that the film had been sold as like a Joker movie, and that the film he went to see didn't contain the content which had been advertised to him. Which is fair. You pay to see something, you want to see the expanded mm-hmm. version of what you see in the trailer, because the trailer is meant to be absolutely. So, you know, like if you if you have a frat pack style film with all the funny bits in the trailer, like yeah. Bad Neighbors, where he like goes on to have like a car. Uh, percussion thing yep. which is called airbag airbags yeah. it, like that. but that's the funniest part of the movie and it's in the trailer yeah but like, you, like you kind of look at it and go right that's I'm seeing a bigger version of what I'm seeing in the trailer so if you go see it and that's not in it, it you're like you expect bigger I've been missold yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's particularly bad with comedy movies yeah especially when the jokes are few and far between mm. 
So it's the it's like the hot fuzz, Shaun the Dead running fence joke, isn't it? Yeah. And they actually put the fence joke in the trailer yeah. for The World's End. Yeah. And the World's it was in it was in Hot Fuzz as well in the trailer for Hot Fuzz. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was like obviously it wasn't in the trailer for Shaun of the Dead, but then Yeah, definitely hundred percent mm. in the trailer for Hot Fuzz. So that's like iconic, great content from Shaun of the Dead. Like yeah. why didn't they let it roll into the movie as like a surprise? Or they reframed them running through a fence in a different way? Yeah. That's the thing, it's just like that, that line between where you reframe the trailer to make it seem like something else is happening, and then actually just having the trailer mm-hmm. where everything's kind of contained. I mean, if, you, if your film's packed top to bottom with great filmmaking and great jokes, you can waste a couple of things in the trailer. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I would say Hot Fuzz gets away with it, because Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz is funny. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. It's Edgar Wright, so it's well made, and there's a lot of kind of like really good subtle filmmaking in there which makes it great and he knows how to do comedy but yeah if that was one of the core jokes of the film and there was very little substance around in it yeah he's had a really like Hot Fuzz wasn't it wasn't a good fan I don't know World's End no World's End you don't like World's End not massively you don't like Hot Fuzz it's fine like (laughs) if if Shaun of the Dead is like a a good solid 8 out of 10 Hot Fuzz for me was like seven, seven and a half. World's End was about six. See, I'd rate World's End higher than Shaun of the Dead. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I really enjoyed Shaun of the Dead, but I saw World's End and I loved like everything they did with it. Whereas Shaun of the Dead is bits I could just leave. I don't care about. Yeah. I think it just Shaun of the Dead plays on so many of those like classic zombie tropes. Yeah. But it does it really well. Yeah. yeah. I really hate that bit in Shaun of the Dead where they beat him up with whole cubes. To don't stop me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That just, is bad. But then, like, you know, you, you look at things like uh, *Inglorious Bastards*, where I, I, I hate the end of it with like the Hitler shooting Hitler, like yeah. excessively killing Hitler. It's like, all right, I, I can see why you might find this amusing, but I think it's just, it's just over the top. Like, you've actually ruined what was actually quite a good film up until this point. Yeah. Oh, you ruined the film. Yeah, just for me. I think it's bad when those bits of the hour of the It's end. like finding a hair at the bottom of your soup. It's not like it's not having a hair club yes, hair. It's definitely clouded. It's not having experience. your soup stirred with hair. But you're not going to go back for soup though, are you? Well, like not. if you find a hair at the bottom of your soup, you're not going to go re have soup from that place. Well, how far up does the hair at the bottom of the soup affect the rest of your soup? Like potatoes and those bastards as your soup. If it happens like, at the beginning, you're the not very beginning, the I'd probably soup. Keep, I'd go back for the beginning of the soup. Like a yeah. French soup, I'd eat like, the cheese and bread on top. But you probably won't mop it up. I wouldn't mop it up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'd go back for more. But I'm just a glutton for punishments. Mm-hmm. Kind of works. I think in the, in the amount of hair in my soup, it's not like... Yeah, it's not like I find a murky in my soup or something. No. It's not like you're trying to dab it off someone's face. This is it. I'm yeah. like some hairy knuckle waiter just stirring <laughs> my soup for me. <laughs> Sir, would you like some soup? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back on topic. There's <laughs> <laughs> a trailer I saw the other day which looked quite good, but I also think they give away the entirety of the fucking movie in the trailer. Um, it, who's the girl from Kick Ass? Uh, Chloe Moretz. That's the one. Moretz thing. Yeah. Her new film, which is like a horror film slash thriller. Okay. It looked good. Concept looked good. It was kind of like she. She does something. I think she finds like a. She finds like a coat or a bag. Finds a bag, 
on the subway, returns it to its owner. Owner's like an old woman who's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you for that. You've done me really well. And then it turns out old woman's super creepy. Okay. And it's like, okay, cool. And they start hanging out. Gets creepier and creepier and creepier. Looks good. Looks tense. Looks very kind of like old Stephen King-esque, um, you know, casual build with a, a minor threat that turns out to be a larger threat. And But halfway through the trailer, it reveals... That she is a monster. Not oh, like a in the trailer. Not like a monster. So basically, Chloe Moretz opens a cupboard halfway through the trailer and finds six of their identical bags that she found on the subway. Right. So it was obviously a trap. Yes. And the woman obviously trapped her to bring her to the house. Yes. And it's like, well, you've just revealed that in the trailer. You haven't. You haven't just given me a bunch of tension. To build up that this woman's creepy, is she actually creepy? Is you on your head? Well, What's when, going on? When, you're, when you're given a trailer that is, is obviously like you've got Chloe. Moretz? I'm going to say Moretz, Moretz, but it's probably wrong. Moretz and creepy old lady. Like that, that, that's your setup right there, isn't it? It's like creepy old lady. You probably have the assumption that she's loaded to the house anyway, mm-hmm. or maybe not even loaded to the house. But once she's at the house, that's when it's going to get creepy because it's a horror film. Well, I'd like, I'd, like, I'd like the ambiguity of did she get creepy because the girl returned it and she became I'm obsessed? right, it's Chloe Moretz. Moretz. It's Chloe Moretz. Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. I've found to Google during the podcast. Yeah. I'm solving it's problems though. We should have a producer to Google things for us. Yes. Like, like Travis Morningstar to just dip in with some... Uh, I'm sorry, my budget's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Until I can teach Charlie mm. to use Google. I, um, <laughs> I, I did watch part of the live show yes, last night. Was it good? Yeah. It's alright, yeah. Mm. Obviously, it's unedited. Right. So, you know, I don't know how long they, they will record that for per episode, but it was obviously it's heavily edited. Yes. For continuity flow and just general, like, you know. Yeah, you, if you, something goes wrong or a joke doesn't land or yeah. whatever, you can cut it. You know, but then you also get the, it's very obvious that they're like, at least two of them are relatively awkward. Yeah. Henry's Brass is obviously not. Yes, Henry's uh, Do you listen to last podcast? No. You should listen to Lost Podcast. Okay. Sorry, Graham. So totally, that's fine. Totally left field. That's fine. Go for it. So, so it's something we like. Something we like a lot. Going okay. back to content. Yes. Yeah. It's it is our collectively favourite podcast. Why is it your favourite podcast? Because it's funny, it's insightful, and it's interesting, yeah. and it just hits all the marks in terms of what we like as humour and kind of culture. Yeah. Okay. It's basically, three blokes, roughly the same age as us. Early 30s. Ish. Sad times. Ish. Hey, I'm not there yet. i got time. you got time. <laughs> um, yeah, three blokes, roughly the same age as us. Very similar cultural references. Very similar kind of like, not, I'm not going to say upbringing, but kind of cultural milestones as us. Um, who discuss true crime. So okay. predominantly serial killers and cults and things like that. Often stir into ghost stories as well or alien stuff or yeah. high strangeness and all that and that kind of stuff so yeah. weird UFO stories and conspiracies and that kind of thing but it's got it's got a backbone all right. I, I, so when things stall for me is when there's no direction so no matter how far they go into the story and, and maybe they take a tangent so there's always the person telling the story to bring everyone back on track and carry, keep the train moving forward. That yes. makes sense. I, mean, I, I like story yeah. in all of my content. 
so films, games, TV, whatever. That's, like that's life, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't like all the stories you progress, like filler episodes in TV, all that kind of stuff. Have you guys seen End of the Fucking World? No. Yes. Yeah. So it's 10 episodes, which sounds like a lot. Alex and I watched it in an evening, because right. yeah. they're 20, 25 minutes episodes long. So you could take a break if you wanted to, but essentially it's slightly longer than long of a film. Yeah. It's like it's 200 minutes, so it's nearly three hours. Yeah. Okay. Only three hours each. But the whole thing is like, each episode is self-contained, but it progresses the story each each individual episode. It's constantly moving, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's like a long movie cut down to yeah. short segments, which I think is what more TV, more TV shows should be like. Yeah, there's... there's Yes, if that's the type of content, if things could, I don't hate self-contained things as long as those self-contained things make sense within the thing that I'm watching. So take a show like Community, for an example, like once a series they're going to have a bottle episode, which is just very, very self-contained. And then a lot of the, obviously every episode is self-contained, it's a sitcom. Sitcoms have self-contained episodes, but even take it right down to that, to like, it's still one of the best shows I've ever watched, but it doesn't particularly lead story to story week to week, but that makes sense in its context because it's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. But then I tried watching Travellers again recently on Netflix, which has an interesting concept, but in the first two seasons you have episodes which do nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like very CSI Miami of like, found a kid kid's a bit weird oh let's find out what's going on and it's just like cool and at the end of the episode it's like we found out what went on with that kid didn't we <laughs> what are we doing next um, let's just carry on with our actual lives yeah, yeah okay sweet yeah maybe if you like threw in some character development or like world building into that episode perhaps you can sort of yeah. justify it but, but it, yeah like it doesn't need to be there except that they have a episode quota to fill yeah. And they're probably, yeah. or, and who knows if the producers <coughs> and the are going to give a go ahead for the next series. So, season should three. we care? Should we fucking bother? Mm. Well, yeah, there's, there's that. I mean, season three is much better because I think season three is now billed as a Netflix original. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where the first two seasons were in the Canadian TV network of some sort. Um, so I think that helped. And actually, in, in season three, the story moves at like a breakneck speed through each episode and shit happens and shit goes down and people die and then whatever and it's kind of like oh this makes a difference this is actually this is TV now yeah. it's not just like a spacey sci-fi CSI kind of vibe it's like it's actually got much more to it it's interesting yeah. you say that because I was, I was I was telling someone the other day about um, was Game of Thrones yeah which right. I've never watched by the way. I've never watched Game of Thrones either but they were saying like the first season's crap mm-hmm. because it's so slow because it doesn't have those like standalone episodes because it's all character and world building and all that kind of stuff and I remember people saying the exact same thing about Breaking Bad that the first season is really slow nothing really happens your episodes aren't standalone in any way you have to watch it I I would say slow and boring is pretty much my description of Breaking Bad in general that's the thing I'm not not a fan don't finish it you don't have those pockets what did you get up to though? series 3? see I that's a long way into give up yeah, yeah, but this is it. Like something about it didn't turn me. It just, I just think it was. I, was, I felt like I was grinding through it. Yeah. And also, you know, you can't really hate those characters enough. Like everyone's a dick. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but not in a almost almost in a com- in a comedic way in Skyler's sense. Like she is. Oh, she gets. She is possibly one of my least favorite characters in TV show ever. Yeah. 
purely because she's just too much of a cunt. You know she gets like real life death threats. What, the, well, I'm not the surprised. So what the act the actress gets death threats in real life because some fucking red pill incels on the internet <laughs> think uh, think she screwed over what or why and take it seriously and can't separate real life. The thing which I love about Breaking Bad is that the amount of people who like idolise Walter White it's like well, he's a drug dealer who kills people and he's basically just a massive ass and people are like no he's like he's great it's this this and this because he's getting away with it it's like just because you get away with it doesn't mean you're a good person you can get away with all kinds of shit yeah yeah it's because he's got those cutesy cutesy elements like he's got the little car it's because he's pathetic, yeah. isn't he? He's just basically, as, as, yeah. as a person, pathetic. Yeah, he's just a pathetic but person. As, but then, you know, again, bringing back to content, like, content that everyone else likes almost is a massive turn-off for me. Yeah, that's why I haven't watched Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> but you probably <laughs> wouldn't like it anyway. No, probably not, but it, See, I feel, it's like a core you, you probably enjoy it. But I, I, I won't end up watching it because, yeah, it's been overhyped. Yeah. yeah it's massive, like Stranger yeah. Things. Like, I get the feeling I would freaking love Stranger Things. It's great. I'd love Black Mirror, but I've only seen two episodes. Mm. Like, I've seen the one where he fucks a pig, and then, like, the follow-up one to that. Not even a good episode. And it's like, these are the two episodes I've been thrown, and everyone's like, no, you need to keep you, watching you, it. I'm just like, the what, At least watch the Christmas special yeah, with John Hamm. The John Hamm one. Fucking Because so that's just, yeah, it's incredible, yeah. And, and then, then, as far as, like, Stranger Things goes, like, what got me on the first episode is the title sequence because okay. it's like this yeah. wicked 80s throwback wicked like loud sort of synth organ music it's just mint and then yeah you've got to give it credit because the kids are great in it yeah I think that possibly awesome kid actors well. can yeah. really fuck it up for you yeah. have you seen the new It? yeah basically if you like that you'll like Stranger Things I did enjoy the new It well, I guess that's kind of a question which I was thinking about when you mentioned content stuff because like so back when Back in the day when we were kids, content had to have a certain length to be considered content to it. Whereas now, with things like Facebook and GIFs, mm. you can make something which people consider content very short. Well, yeah, so, so my thought when I saw, talked about content was, you, know, you look at the way content evolved, there's always something new threatening traditional content in some yeah. way, shape or form. The bloody TV is going to take away the newspapers, and the newspapers are taking away the radio, and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And you know, like it's right. just <laughs> video television. <laughs> but yeah, there's always something. Then it's like the kickoff with like cans not allowing Netflix films to be nominated. Yeah, that's bullshit. So I think, mean, do who pays attention to can anyway? Some people, yeah, like you know, it's very much an elite. It's quite yeah, elitist. Course, yeah. it's quite elitist thing, isn't it? Like, if you are the kind of person that goes to Broadway cinema, and for those at home, that's like the artsy cinema in in Nottingham, mm-hmm. which is a great cinema. You know, you can drink in the you can drink in the cinema. You can like it's very chill. It's like it's not a massive multiplex like ramming common culture down your throat. It's just a it's cinema just, it's just a good like cinema. a nice cafe and it's great yeah. however it's very hipstery and it's very and they will show all of your sort of can-esque very art, you know yeah. I know artsy-fartsy makes you sound like a twat but artsy-fartsy kind of cinema 
which when I was when I was uh, late teens, I I thought it was brilliant because it was very you know a bit edgy and like you know I knew more than everyone else. Yeah, but that's yeah. how that all stuff all that stuff comes across. It's like mm. I watched this, therefore I know cinema better than you. Yeah, yeah. It's I uh, just sat for three hours watching a man walk through a snowstorm. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I would watch the crap out of that thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me. Probably, yeah. <laughs> what was that? I missed that. I'd watch the crap out of that film. Like, if it was just three hours of a guy walking through a snowstorm. I'd, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, just, I'd, just I'd probably watch that over cockblockers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, so I don't care about so that. I'm going to be bored. I'm just going to be intense for so three hours. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just play The Heaven of Red Dead three times, and then you'll be fine. Oh, play the so um going back so interestingly thing about content is like so it's almost so content the contents are something like so if you have a channel on youtube mm-hmm. you instantly have content regardless of what's on there you can yeah. have 100 one second videos and if, if people would be like hmm, this guy's content's a bit you know interesting it's like you have instantly got content because you have a presence on that platform see i think this is where like so i get I get a bit pretentious here. So it's the same as like when I discuss things which are like art and creating stuff. Just because you can make stuff doesn't mean it's art. Fair enough. So in the same reason I'd apply to content, it's like just because you can produce something, like you can take a photograph, you can make a GIF, or you can make a video, doesn't mean that I classify that as content. But it exists within the space. These are it's just bad content. Could be just like, like a bad movie. It's still a movie. It's still been produced. It's still been acted. It's still been written. It's still been edited, sound mixed, and then released on whatever media format it's released on. It's still a movie as always. Well over ninety minutes, it's just a bad movie. Yeah, bad you, content. Because otherwise, you end up standing with the cans of the world, who just go, Nah, bro. Nah. You're threatening our ecosystem. So, I mean, I don't even care about yeah. the ecosystem. Thing is, can can right. sorry sorry, we'll let Lars von Trier, like, have his new movie there, but they'll just throw it out. Yeah, or they'll be outraged. Yeah, but yeah. it's still it's still a movie, right? Yeah, and they'll let like Roman Polanski still have a movie there. Yeah, but as long as he doesn't enter the country, as long as he as long as he stays non extradition, he's fine. As long as he just ships the film, too. <laughs> yeah, you're fine on that. Front. It's like Mel Gibson can still get a movie nominated, not a problem. But if Kevin Spacey brought out a new film now, people would go, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. I don't know, Kevin Spacey's a bit too close to the bone, I think. I mean... Like, he's not, he's not far off, uh, off the old Weinstein trail, which which people will get real tense about. Well, yeah, I mean, the Weinstein studio is still going to have its films nominated for the thing, even though he's a beneficiary of that. Is he in prison yet? Probably not, Graham. He's got money in his wife, well, yeah, so... yeah, of course he's got money in his wife. He's, uh, he'll probably be fine. But there's like, that whole rule of, like, one one law for mortals and the other law for artists like you can get away with more if you just call yourself an artist of course funny actually uh, I was listening to 99% Invisible yesterday um, podcast I enjoy listening to all mm-hmm. about design mm-hmm. to speak of podcasts mm-hmm. um, and they, there was an artist in I can't remember where it was some place in the States somewhere and there was like an artist collective of these guys and they essentially found a secret room in a mall and they basically noticed when they were building this mall that the walls and the way it intersected left this kind of dead nothing space in the middle of this mall and they were just kind of intrigued by it didn't really think about it then a couple of years later the same development company from the mall 
starts developing other sections of the city, including where their artist studios are. So they decide, oh, well, if we're going to have to leave, let's go look for somewhere new to live. Wait a minute. I wonder if anyone, anyone ever did anything with that random nothing space in the middle of this mall. Went to investigate, found a small crack in the exteriors of the, of the mall, basically squeezed through, and then found a labyrinth of corridors and rooms in a whole kind of large area in the middle of the mall, which no one knew about. So they built a house in it, and basically built a condo in it, moved a kitchen in, put in sofas, put in like a PlayStation, put in a TV, kept it to themselves for four and a half years before finally getting caught when someone made a mistake. Um, but basically when it went to court, they went, this ain't a crime, it's an art thing, get out. And he got a minor, like minor infraction for it. And basically the police were trying to go after him and the company that owned the mall were trying to go after him, but the judge went, no, it's art. Yeah, ties in, that's all. Hmm. Yeah, what's your two views on that? Like, if someone does... So, like, it's kind of like graffiti, right? If someone does something for artistic purpose, even if it's end up, ends up being shit, should they be let off? Because they had artistic intention. Because they committed a crime. Well, I mean, graffiti is crime. Yeah. Vandalism. It's vandalism. So... The thing is, if, you're, if you commit... So, if, if you produce a piece of art, mm-hmm. let's say... Yeah. And how you are a graffiti artist, and you graffiti someone's window, for example, you know that's a crime, you know that's not okay, you know you haven't asked permission. Part of the thrill you're getting out of doing it is because it's not allowed. The whole thing is is based upon that you know that that is not okay. Mm -hmm. Your middle finger to the system and all this bullshit. It's like, You've committed a crime. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yes, it's art, hundred percent. But you have to suffer consequences for your art. Yeah, and if you get away with it, great. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, you knew the risks. Oh, yeah, you knew the risks. Yeah. It's like it's like that kind of thing. It's like protesting, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, you know the risks, especially if you're doing it in some like you're very, maybe you're protesting for equal rights for um, uh, homosexuals in Russia. You know, there might be a very good chance that you might get my stick to death. Yeah, you could be completely. You are right, and you are right to protest. Yeah, but you know there's nothing. You, you are you're 100 on the right side of things. However, mm-hmm. the world you live in, just be careful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think also with like that kind of thing, it all depends how much of a dick you've been as well. Like, if you came, if you basically came into my flat, and you're in the corridor outside my flat, and you graffiti all over the corridor, you're a massive dick. You deserve much more punishment than if you'd gone down Stanton Market and done a derelict wall that's attached to a half burnt down building there's yeah. a, there's a which is now a space which is a which is now a dedicated space for, for do it until people to do it yeah like again so if people uh, on the podcast for context um, we have a space in Nottingham uh, called Stanton Market which has a dedicated area for people to graffiti and you are welcome to go down there and graffiti on these derelict buildings because no matter how bad you are yeah it does not matter how bad you are or how good you are you help yourself um, and it brightens up the area and we, we have several spots around the entire city that are dedicated graffiti spots that either businesses have donated to the cause or have been negotiated with the council um, and I think it's a good thing and what it actually does is stop renegade graffiti all over the city because real artists have got real spaces to go. Not that anyone owes them anything, but they have got them. And it's, it's there. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So you know, going back to your point, like, is 
you know, because so the mind story about the the mm-hmm. more and all that kind of stuff. Like just because you just because you are making or creating art, doesn't mean you cannot then also be creating. Oh, definitely. Like the the, the two are not um, separate. No, it's like if you create, if you commit a crime by creating your art, you still commit a crime. Yeah. However, you'll probably have some people on your side to on the yeah, internet to kind of yeah. Well, yeah. what, what do you? Uh, what's your both your thoughts on? Not on Banksy as an artist, but on councils actively preserving and protecting Banksy pieces. I think preserving new pieces. Well, he's just like they put, have just done just done a new piece, and he put mm-hmm. it up within two days. It had uh, the council had yeah, fenced it off yeah, to stop yeah. stop people getting to it, and just kind of yeah. So, I mean, sorry, Graham, go, dude. So, like Banksy, he's one of those ones which are kind of a love and a hate at the same time. Or like, so councils preserving his old work pisses me off mm-hmm. because, like we were saying earlier with graffiti, it's the whole idea of it being that it's kind of it is already breaking the law, but it also has a temporary value to it because mm-hmm. someone could come along, pay over it, pay deteriorate and all that kind of stuff. So perver- preserving that stuff takes away from the actual meaning of the work which is being made in the first place. Preserving the new stuff has a novelty to it. Because he already knows that's going to happen. It's like when he makes a piece of work and someone recognises the bank, he knows that council see it as a commodity as soon as it's there. So there's like this weird little edge to it. He's trying to break the law, but he can't because everyone keeps coming along and going, oh, no, that's his piece. Which like takes you to that bit where he like shredded that picture the other week. Yeah, I mean, that's... Which was a whole other kerfuffle. Cu- cu- yeah, I mean, but that, it was like that... That's that, 100% stage. Yes, yeah, 100% stage. But at the same time, it was like that... That's what kind of added to it. It was this idea that you've got this piece, it's in a gallery, and everyone wants to preserve it because it's fancy. And then it's like, oh, no, we're just going to shred it. And it kind of... It, it's kind of that... Ch- his challenge, at least, which not a lot of artists have, is to kind of try and still be relevant whilst you've got governmental bodies who are like, no, we preserve this because this, this. he started off as rebellion and now he, can you continue to be rebellious when someone's going to come along each time and go, oh, well, well I suppose you could, uh, plastic I suppose you could argue that just by being Banksy and producing bank, producing Banksies, mm-hmm. which the Bristol City Council then instantly preserve, mm-hmm. you are exposing the system for how, you know, hypocritical it is just by doing your own pieces right he's transcended yeah. from where he was originally he's now evolved well, if, he, if it was an actual renegade he'd just stop yeah but then what would be the point but if he stops and no one can commodify it can't sure. it's done. I, I think if I think preserving the old stuff I get it's fine because it's more the the origin uh, it's it, they are so the classic girl with the balloon and the rats on the pavement and the policeman ones with the policeman and things like that they're all fine, they're, they're, cl- they're classic and iconic, but if something new comes along, mm. I think they, they shouldn't really fence it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they, then, you're, then you're glorifying it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to that, like, what, what was I saying, like, the last couple of weeks, where, like, nothing matters and everything matters. Like, it's kind of, the council is well in their rights to preserve something, not a problem. They can do that if they really want to. If they want to be hypocrites and praise someone and vilify another person just because of their name brand value, yeah, go for it. Like whatever, you you be the hypocrite that you want to be. 
that's not my business. You can write the law and make the law and do what you want. Um, but at the same time, yeah, that's a massive dick move to, um, you know, preserve something Banks has done because you think it has value. Um, but then if I go write cocks on the side of a train, suddenly I'm a villain. Like well, yeah, can you imagine if, say, like, Banksy got a fellow artist to do a piece in his mm. style that did not sign it Banksy, did not sign it at all, mm. so then it wasn't... How do they verify this shit? Do they have a Banksy hotline? It's like, there is dude, a, is, this, yeah. is this you? There, there is a Banksy foundation, yeah. or like a Banksy... There's like a, he has a team, and they will verify Banksy for you. See, that, that, that's where it's like, that's to me, that's where it's madness. Yeah, yeah. there's like, like, that, um, a documentary on Netflix called like Selling a Banksy or something. Yeah. And basically, you know when he used to do, instead of paint and stencils, he used to do paste-ups? Yeah. yeah. Um, he'd done one on the side of the Camden Lock Bridge. Some dude went, took it down, took it in, kept it, and then was trying to sell it as a Banksy. And then they have the people go there to kind of like verify it. Stuff like that. So he does have a team for this kind of thing. It's such so a weird thing. They'll probably get in touch and just be like, yeah, it's, it's no, but what about as part of the ruse? Like, so this is all like trying to expose it as the hypocrisy of the of local government, which is this. Is then they call and they go, "Oh, we're not sure." Yeah, we're not sure if it's Banksy or not. It's like, okay, so what do we do? Do we ring fence it or not? It's like, well, it's so cool. We would. So then they ring fence it on, in the opportunity. Maybe, maybe it's a Banksy. What, what do you think the uh, maximum charge you can get is if I went up to that Banksy and just threw a bunch of paint on it? Well, you graffiti the graffiti. Yeah, if I just... <laughs> but you're not Banksy. She's destroyed so you, Banksy. No, no. Well, <laughs> you, you, you then haven't destroyed Banksy. You destroyed something that's been preserved by the, by the, by the council. You destroyed a, a, a heritage site. Which, if you were... Well, if you went down to the hall and started like, graffiti that, you'd get yeah. so much shit. Yeah, possible. Like, if, in, in my eyes, if I threw, threw some paint on top of the Banksy on the wall, mm-hmm. the worst thing I should get would be, like, criminal damage. Yeah. It should be the same, yeah. same as if I'd gone and written cocks on a train. Yeah, but you like, would you get you get the cultural backlash to that as well. Of course, you, yeah, 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 yeah of course. I mean, there was that that one not too many years ago where there was a Banksy on a wall, and within two days it was painted over, and it was because the gallery owned the house was just like, yeah, it's just it was graffiti, so I painted over the side of my house. Yeah, it's, it's graffiti, and so many people got on flack and was like, but that's the whole point. Like that's the idea of graffiti is that it can be removed. Yeah, it can be temporary. Yeah, if temporary. someone wants to paint over it, they paint over it. This is it. Yeah, they don't realize it, but that's fine because that's the whole point. That's Especially why if you put it on my house. Yeah, like it's my house. I'll do it for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. We get back to to the point which is the start. So like we were saying about YouTube and like creating content and stuff like that. And back when we were kids, and it was like content had to be longer and stuff like that. There was. A level of protection which I think we've now lost against children making content. Well, they didn't have the means before. They didn't have the means. There's no access. Like before, it's like you have child actors, and that's always like a, a massive thing anyway. And there's a whole kind of thing around that. Well, something creating content, is it? Well, no, but it's like that was their way in. Whereas like now, they can create content. Yeah. Is that a de- is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a bad. Thing. It's a bad thing. Always. Because, like, to me, like, if that's... I mean, so not if we, always, we were kids and you had to create an outlet, that would be a great thing. And then suddenly mm-hmm. you've got to create an outlet and an audience. Is is that something for them to develop? Or whether... It, should they just be blocked from it? There's a, there's a huge difference between, um, you know, a kid creating content by themselves and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Or even with a parent's help when the parent is 
thick or whatever uh, and been misguided than there is versus you know the wholesome side of it I think I think the negatives massively outweigh the positives you know for every kid that does toy reviews and like literally sits on, on YouTube and goes, I've just got a new dinosaur it's really good like I like it up its mouth and, and like it's totally innocent some kid reviewing his new dinosaur on YouTube cool then you get kids doing ASMR in sexy outfits and it's fucking grim what's the ASMR? the thing where people sit next to the microphone and go I hate it because I hate everyday sounds like I hate the sound of people <laughs> eating and stuff like it's, it's a real problem um, but like ASMR in its most innocent sense is you know the enjoyment of small sounds okay. and the idea of like you know a feather on a microphone or like the sound of the waves I don't even know and kind of pleasure stuff. through audio I don't okay. can't remember what ASMR is okay. but then on the other side of it, someone recently put up a video kind of looking at this um, side of thing and there's like, you know, kids making ASMR videos on YouTube and you're like, all right, innocent if the kid's just putting a feather on a microphone or, you know, rustling some beads or kind of stirring some water for sound effects. Cool. But it's not. It's them telling stories and then the example he used was a kid in a police officer outfit girl knocking on the window rustling uh, handcuffs saying that she's going to be late for her date um, and to not look at me like that and the whole thing is just grim and awful but that kid is being filmed by her mother yeah so the mother's just as a fault. This, 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 this is it. It's not being. It's not happening in a vacuum. Like it's, it's, oh no! no. The, the, there is. There is usually going to be parental involvement in this stuff, and it's like that's where the buck stops when it comes to kids for everything. Yeah. Like yeah. children are your responsibility, even past eighteen years old to mm-hmm. a point, but they, especially when they're that age, you know, you're talking like I don't know how young these kids are. Five, ten, five to ten, twelve, whatever. They're they yeah. may have their own mobile phone, which is capable of video, and they can probably figure out how to, like, you know, text smart and all that shit. They can probably figure out how to upload it and all that yeah. kind of stuff without parental stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. However, more than likely, it's not happening like that. No. So the toy review, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some kid who's really into art, and he's just discovered how to shade things, mm-hmm. or, you know, colour between the lines, whatever. It's yeah. like, fine. That's just cutesy. It's a, say you want to, you call it a creative outlet you can call it anything you like it's just the world we live in people just stick things on the internet yeah we are literally sat here having a conversation just yeah. stick it on the internet yeah most for of the time, a purpose however it's, that is literally bare bones what we're doing yeah and most of the time that if the kid's doing the content like that himself the, the worst thing that's going to come from it is some like mid-teens cringe when he's kind of like looks back and goes yeah. <laughs> oh cringe when, when it gets weird like Kids don't have the don't, uh, don't have the foresight or the the know how as to why that is weird. Yeah. So that is adult manipulation of children. It doesn't really matter. For adult entertainment. What platform you're on either does it? You mean look at things no. like the Disney Channel and look at things like yeah, definitely yeah. Um, things like that where you kind of like you know the the ten year old is dressing like a sixteen year old yeah. because that's content. Yeah. So, what's your guys' opinion on age statements for films and TV and content? What do you mean by age? So uh, rate, rating. Rating. Sorry. Going back to booze. Yeah, age rating. Right. Yeah. 
BG, U, 12, 12, A, 15, 18. That makes sense. Right. My general view is that it needs to exist. I've, I'm 100% for it. Yeah. However, it's so often ignored nowadays. That oh, yeah that, yeah. that pisses me off to know that. Like, the, like we, we were having a discussion the other day um, where a friend of ours was saying, oh, his mom had asked him to buy his nephew a film which was an 18 plus. And he was sat going, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't know if I want to do that for my nephew who's like, I think something like 12 or 13. And his mum had said, go buy him it, that's what he wants for Christmas. And he was like, but it's an 18, so I don't know if I'm going to do that. Mm. And whereas, like, we're going back, like, we, the idea of watching an 18 rated film at the age of 12, you do it because you go to a friend's and your parents would be out and you watch an 18 film. But you went out of your way to get it. You weren't being handed content. So, well, yeah. I've my most uh, point of memories from when I was like, you know, 12, 13, well, when did Star Troopers come out? Uh, 1998? Yeah. Maybe? It was like late 90s. Yeah, yeah. so I would have been, sorry, when did Starship Troopers come out? Oh my god. Here's what I so I would have been 10 when it came out. Yep. So let's say it came onto TV at like 11, when I was 11, 12. So my my dad used to record everything off the TV. had a big old bookcase full of like VHS tapes. and like a little book with what time the first movie ended and then the second movie. So anyway, when I first finally got the key to come back from school, mm-hmm. like, and I had about half an hour to 45 minutes in the house alone when I got back to when my mum came back from picking my up. So you knew, the, you knew the time soon of the shower scene and you were straight <laughs> No, I essentially essentially watched Starship Troopers over four days. <laughs> I like that you went full content. But we, <laughs> this, this is the depth of it because I would rewind the tape to the beginning right. every time and have to remember what I need to fast forward to just in case someone watched it. But again, like that's, that's, that's you going out of your way yes. in, in a semi-healthy way to explore something as a teenager. Like that's, that's not your parents going and handing you an object which is known to but be... But when you're doing it in that context as I was, you know that what you're seeing is not suitable for you. Therefore, yes. you, you view it in a different way. Right? Yeah, you don't, you don't you, assume yeah. it like it's okay like or like it, that it's what you should be doing yeah. or that it's appropriate for you. I mean, from that sense, though, could you, could you apply the rain which comes from like the BBFC to something like social media and YouTube and all that kind of stuff because at the minute the limit's like 13 it's 13 for everything isn't it yeah it's supposed to be 13 and up but then how do you how do you police that you can't again it's parental advisory and parental guidance parental supervision that all all comes down to parents but if you had let's say say Facebook had an 18 rating yeah if you went on it as a child you'd be like I know this isn't intended for me so you would interpret it differently to so something where yard up, yeah. you'd open you, you okay, think, yeah, yeah. this is everything. Oh, this, is, this is just for kids. Yeah, in the, in the same way, because, yeah, you probably have your guard up. So I remember, like, in the early days of the thing, we're all blessed enough to have grown up with the internet and see it through its various different forms. Like, mm. I remember days before, there was no social networking didn't exist. Like, you, what you had was basically an MSN messenger profile, mm-hmm. and then that was kind of your little corner of the internet and then oh you had like a Yahoo chat room profile and all that kind of stuff MySpace and what well, even before MySpace like there was no MySpace till what 03-ish yeah, yeah. it was like 02-03 I was 17 I think but even like the MSN yeah. Messenger was like it was 
direct contact mm -hmm. with your friends. Yes, because there was a route to it. You had not, a phone number. Yeah. Not saying that um, Facebook doesn't allow you to do that or Snapchat or anything like that. Yeah. However, it was still a conversation. Yeah. Yes. It was built around a conversation. Yeah. Well, so you had to engage people to get it. Whereas like now, with the way kind of content is fed to you through Instagram. Stuff. Like the main example I used to came up with like the idea of kids content. Is the advert I keep getting on my phone is for TikTok. I mean, I TikTok, quite a lot TikTok well. is terrible, by the way. Yeah. By the way, TikTok is the worst of content. We'll get onto that. But like this, this is the thing. Like TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is advertised to you with children. It is not advertised to no, you with adults. It's 14, 15 years old. Yeah, it's advertised yeah. to you with children and it's advertised to you as like a platform for children. And yet, if you actually delve into TikTok, is the seediest thing you've ever seen. Well, musically, was equally seedy and now yeah. they joined together, are they? Like, you know, allegedly seedy, sorry. Um, allegedly seedy. Might be seedy. But know. it's pretty fucking seedy. It is pretty seedy. Yeah. I'll make that statement. Like, it's pretty fucking seedy. Um, <laughs> you know what both are, don't you? Allegedly. So, musically, was the like lip syncing app. Yeah. Basically, um, you pick a song and you kind of go. But you'd have kids dressing up as Beyonce, even though they were twelve. Well, yeah, they, or they just you know it was how much belly you could show because yeah, that was yeah. that got you. Because they take like segments of songs, and yeah. because songs aren't necessarily entirely. They take like the sexy bit of the song, and but they're like thirteen. But it's not even that. Like this is direct like, access to your clothing as well, so it's yeah. kind of like you on your phone. No one needs to produce it. Put it down. On your film yeah. goes up and the kid doesn't really understand what they're doing wrong and they probably don't even mean it in a bad way it's supposed they don't understand and then like you know both of those networks also have weirdly creepy 25 year olds in the mix of the 14 15 year olds and it's kind of like okay yeah. I mean like TikTok is awful it's like it's the death of content it's what Vine used to be it's awful Vine was enjoyable. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was enjoyable if you only followed comedians. If you were, like, you know, 11 and found, you know, a poo on the floor funny, then, yeah. Not that I found a poo on the floor funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it really I, depends on what kind of poo I found. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, like, it wasn't even out now and did a poo in your whole way. I probably found that quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all context based. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to put it which isn't insulting to people. But like, do you maybe with the, maybe with TikTok <laughs> being so bad, right? So musically, TikTok are probably two of the most recent forms of social media. Yeah. Like, they've gone to such a point which is kind of like an end point of where social media can go to, in my view. Is they're so bad because social media, like, no, I, I think they can't improve. I, I think I think they've regressed to the point of like, you know, look at look at different networks. Facebook is probably the most open network, not in a privacy sense or anything, no. although it doesn't help, but like Facebook has all the tools to do what you want. Mm -hmm. It has a video side to it, it has an audio side to it, it has a photo side to it, it has a text-based side to it, it has pages, it has groups, it, has, it basically, Facebook is the kind of, it's the Microsoft Office suite of um, social media, mm -hmm. it's got all the options that you need. You know, Instagram is just the photo and video side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, down here, Snapchat's basically the same thing, but it's kind of removed slightly, whatever. Twitter is basically text. And yes, you can put um, audio and video on there, but it's a stripped back version of the newsfeed. It's basically just the newsfeed. Um, and they've all got kind of bits from that. Whereas TikTok and Musical.ly take culture and bits from that 
and then just have people remix it badly and apparently that's content yeah but it is content though because it is content uh, yeah, everything's content back to, it's like, like yeah. everything's con- everything is content. content yeah it's just bad content but you know like these things these things don't last right no. I assume musically is still not a thing no, it emerged with TikTok, so, so it's now become. And then TikTok's probably flounder and fail because people, no matter no matter how terrible most content is, people still know what. So they still have like a thermometer, like mm. this is good content, this is bad content. It's why you have successful YouTubers and you have YouTubers that never get off the ground. It's not bad within that platform because that platform, you are a star within that platform. You are to that audience. It's objectively, it's bad content. Yeah, well, I mean, Logan and Jay Paul yeah. is objectively bad content, yeah, 100%. but yeah. it still has an audience. So, like, is it bad content though, Logan and Jay Paul? If it has an audience, though, can you consider it bad content? It's bad to me. Yeah, you don't you don't enjoy it, but it is it bad content? Because like, objectively, it's Logan yeah. and Jay Paul bad content. Like, you look at the quality yes. of yeah. it. I would say it is because of the amount of they're basically adverts. They're they're not created to be content. They're created to be sales machines. But can adverts not be content? What about like a classic advert? Like an advert like is, is, a, is a made product. It's creative. Which you make, but it's not you content. create, you put out for a purpose, which is the same as content. Content shouldn't sell. Content should be self-contained. Otherwise, it's an advert. So an advert is still an advert, and don't get me wrong, it can be a great advert. Because you can have great adverts and bad adverts. It can be a great advert. It's not content. But then by that purpose, all content is an advert. Yeah. Because nobody makes content not to be consumed. Yeah, I was going to say that. No, I mean, being consumed is very different to encouraging to purchase. Well, you're just selling product. content as the advert. No, but, but the content is the product. So let's let's say you have the long running. The advert's not the product. Let's okay. say you have a long running YouTube channel yeah. where you produce content, yeah. and then you start doing three minute videos between your shows to advertise the next show. So all within your platform, all within your space on yeah. on the platform, so the what you're saying is the adverts for your actual content is not content. No, it's an advert. It's on the show. It's on, but it's still funny. If you're funny, it's still serious. If you're serious, it's still interesting. If you're interesting, but it's in your style, in your content style. But it's an advert for your content. Therefore, it's not content. Yeah. But it's still contained within your channel. Yeah, but the platform doesn't matter, does it? The platform, no, the platform doesn't matter, yeah. and your channel doesn't matter. The fact that you're producing it and it's your identity. To advertise your yeah, you larger videos, it's, it's, all, it's all content, man. It be, but it's not. It's all, it's all created. You have created it. <laughs> and, and again, of course, but I'm not saying it's a negative that something is an advert. Okay. But it's an advert. Call yeah, a spade a spade. It's an advert. Yeah, but it's still content. Yeah, but it's not. It's an advert. <laughs> because How are we doing it? Like, <laughs> it can be both. It can no. be both. Yeah, it can. If we if we're trying to define content in some amorphous way then surely any, like my, my thing would be anything that's created within a, as part of a person's online persona or even you know because that's what we're talking about we're talking about online stuff right so whether it's in your yeah. YouTube channel yeah. your Twitter handle your Facebook profile your TikTok clock whatever the fuck that is like you have created it for your particular piece of the pie therefore it's content Regardless of what the objective of the content is, it's still content. Art is art. No, I don't agree. 
And again, and again. Well, I'm exhausted. And again, though, it's not it's not a negative for something to be an advert, and, it's, and it doesn't make it any less valuable than content, and it doesn't make content better than advert, but it's categorising it to the point where you know what it is. Because again, go back to the whole watching a film and knowing that you're not supposed to be watching this thing. Go back to the kind of treating things in different ways. Something clearly needs to you need to know if something is clearly an advert, and you need to know if something is clearly content. So you can work out how to d- interpret it, because there's nothing more damaging than having, you know, the kids watching, um, again, Logan Paul or whatever, and they're th- and like in their mind, they're like, oh yeah, it's just content, just content, it's just content. I'm just watching content. I'm watching these guys just be be crazy. But really, what they're doing is watching a 20 minute advert for his merch, and like, then then that impacts their life because they then go pressure their parents to buy the merch because they feel lesser than without the merch. And, you know, he actively tells these kids in their video, if you don't have my merch, go bug your parents for it. If you don't have my merch, you're not as cool. You're not as good. I love you less. And it's basically, that's hugely damaging. And for me, you need to know when something is an advert, when something is content, and there needs to be a clear distinction between kids, the two. Kids don't, kids, don't, kids don't watch adverts for toys and know that they're being advertised something. They're just being shown this awesome, sick yeah, new digger. Of course, of course. And again, I'm not saying that's, a, not saying that's, that's why adverts work well on kids. Yeah, but I'm not saying that's a good thing either. Um, but it still doesn't change the fact that something is as, an advert and not content. But as an adult, you can make, you should be able to make that, make that distinction. Of course. Therefore, it doesn't matter if it's an advert or content or what or if content can be the same There's still both. plenty of people out in the world who are well of course but then that's just people cleverly manipulating and like emerging the lines between an advert and And what you would describe as content which would be anything I guess that's what well for me content is the thing you're consuming the thing that that's content if I'm looking at your scroll on the wall that's the content if I'm watching your film, that's the content. If I'm watching your five, 15 second Vine, that's the content. If I'm listening to you mime something on Musical.ly, like, that's the content. If I'm reading your tweet, that's the content. If I'm watching your Coca-Cola advert on TV, that's not the content, because the content's the kind of Coca-Cola. But if you take, if you take your hour-long viewing session of a TV episode where you mm-hmm. have three advert breaks, the hour, has content, which would be the TV show and the adverts, therefore the whole hour long is the, con- is the content for that hour. The TV content for that hour. No, I'd say that's the broadcast, that's the medium. But on the medium, on the broadcast you have content, yeah, which is includes the show, and, the, and it's not blank space in between content. No, no, but it's adverts in between content. Hmm? But if you, t- if you took the adverts out of it and just had, I just had like snow, that would be again, lack of content. I'm not saying there shouldn't be adverts. I'm not saying adverts shouldn't be Absolutely not, but I'm, I'm arguing that it's all content because it's being, it's being displayed on the platform. From, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, like, and I get where you're coming from. I do get where you're coming from. But for me, if, you, if the main purpose of the piece of content is to get you to go enjoy something else that is not the thing you are watching, that negates it from being content. I definitely agree with you that adverts shouldn't be content or should be, uh, should be separate from them but I believe they are content I mean probably in 2018 they probably are content basically yeah like, like because I agree with you in that they are shouldn't be but yeah. I believe they are yeah I mean they, again they, and they are classed as there's, there's, a, there's 
you know, 14 million people per episode that will cast Logan Paul's content, even though it's just an ad for his merch. Yeah. So if I tag, uh, tag buy my merch onto the end of this, does this become an advert? Does this become content? Do we get free merch? I mean, maybe. You can. Sweet. Yeah, because there's, <laughs> there's a difference between a footnote but then and there's the whole. Because the purpose of this is for us to to discuss to discuss this yeah. and to just yeah, kill some time. Yeah, just for saving. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know by the looks of it, would you? You wouldn't. No. It, does, it does not feel like so me is a glorious day. Yeah, it's quite nice outside actually. And we're trapped inside. Yeah. Mm, well, all this all this noise isn't like affecting the recording, is it? It'll be on recording, but you won't really hear it. Right, cool. cool. Just free air moving out like this. Yeah. Could be anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're grimy. That's, yeah. that's, that's a very great. Low, low production podcast. That's it's not in the <laughs> safety of your kitchen anymore, is it? It's the. No. Um, or your back room now in the green Shottingham streets yeah it's a, it's a post-industrial apartment yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, you know it's, it's interesting to see kind of like both sides of it I think I sit in the middle ironically mm. of just like because to me it's like you've got content content is anything which can be produced in the same way as media is anything which can be made or created or anything like that that's all content and then at the same time you've got content which is advertising and content which is entertainment and that's the classification which is made it's, it's everything is content but there's a difference between advertising content and things but I suppose you, know, you, could, you could it has content replaced media as the terminology for what we're talking about well yeah that, that's the question isn't it like is content more are we now taking content to mean everything that's produced like you say you like should, which would be media so essentially are. huh you are I'm not. You are. He's <laughs> no, yeah. But like you're saying, you're saying that TV content, something you see as professionally produced, is the same as what's on YouTube as content, right? Yeah. Whereas so there's no differentiation between someone making something for musically, no differentiation between that and something which is made for TV. Well, again, there's value in both, but the value is very different. But, you know, content, content isn't like a, isn't like a, a self-righteous like, oh, like, I'm making this for the betterment of the world. Like no. very very little is produced without the idea of gaining the person who's produced it something mm-hmm. no but again the, the content is the product and the advert uh, an advert is a, someone, product of someone's labour it's it a product of someone's labour yeah, it just has, has a different purpose well the purpose is to direct you to a different product for, for me I see it like this so you have the broadcast mm-hmm. and the broadcast is any delivery of content so that whether it's, that's a TV show a movie a vine uh, Facebook video, or tweet, whatever. That's the broadcast. The Instagram post is the broadcast. The purpose of the post is then denotes whether it is content or advert. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. It's like for me, the broadcast is yes, you could also call that content, which I believe is what you're calling it as content. But for me, the broadcast is the broadcast, and then what it is goes whether it is content or advert. I think, I don't know, in a way the question kind of to round all this out would be, so obviously we're at a time where we've just established that content is a, is, is a bit of everything on all platforms. Well, unless, it's, unless it's fake news. Unless it's fake news. But, of course, but like, we're at a precipice of where there is so much content now. And like we've said, like stuff like Musical.ly and, and TikTok come out and they represent things which are so far removed from what we know to be traditional content. That is there a point where this will just collapse, or will we just keep now filling this content bath? Drowning. 
and drowning in content because that's that's the question most people say now is that there is too much there is too much to keep up with so can you keep that pace up or do you just collapse there's there is too much content and because what we've done is we've removed the taps basically we've removed the little twizzly knobs on the top yeah. of the taps so there's not someone going yeah you're fine no you're not yeah you're yeah. fine no you're not like we've that's been taken away which is a good thing and a bad thing you know it allows someone who's been would be traditionally snubbed by a studio mm-hmm. you know someone who maybe doesn't have the money to access a certain area of Hollywood you know like I can't move to Hollywood right now and go start an acting career or whatever but I can just get my phone out and make jokes in front of it and that's mm-hmm. that's a route to market now um, but at the same time yeah people place a bit too much value on the idea of creating something because it's been created therefore it has value it's like mine now that's yeah yeah I, 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 I subscribe to that like, yeah. just because you've made it doesn't mean it's good yeah. or that it has value 100% but you know you can say these things are, are cyclical so like yeah we're now living in a generation of like drowning in content all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff there's very very high possibility that people will start to go the opposite way and just stop producing it saying it's all crap let's go outside more yeah, I'm not sure if people thing, will stop producing it they'll stop consuming it stop consuming mm-hmm. okay fine stop consuming yeah. it which therefore people stop producing it because there's now no more reason to produce it yeah um, I, mean, I mean one of the things I do which I don't see a lot of people doing at the moment like the amount of my friends that will complain say friends or colleagues or whatever complain about how Facebook's garbage nowadays it's not showing me anything I want to see it's like cool it's your fault and they're like well no no because they've changed the feed now now it's like no no what's showing in your Facebook feed is what you've liked you're the curator yeah who you're friends with like other than the adverts but again you still have a semblance of control over that because you can go into your settings in Facebook and just unclick the things that it's picked up that you don't like like you have control over that so what's your fault really like your Instagram feed again it's who you follow same as Twitter it's who you follow and if you don't like something block it or you just get rid of it like yeah there's a lot of shit like the, the YouTube homepage is a bag of shit please don't gesture to my work and say shit you've done YouTube homepage you've done well I mean like the, yeah if you hit the, the YouTube homepage you've done really well um, but like yeah I, I've, every single time I go onto my YouTube homepage it's full of like Jimmy Fallon clips it's full of um, clips from 8 out of 10 cast does countdown and all this kind of stuff and I'm like I don't watch these clips they're not basic like, medium content yeah mm-hmm. basic like white bread content like I don't care don't want to watch these stop suggesting them or it will end up suggesting me videos that are six years old that I've already watched from channels I've already subscribed to and it's kind of like again seen them stop it's a mess but I'm not doing anything wrong to influence that Mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do to influence that's just bad site design that's just bad platform design and bad logarithming not a word but a lot of rhythm and this is a good word but yeah you you curate to to what you want and I think people will get better at doing that and I think platforms will pop up which will allow you to do that because I think the world is slowly asking for that yeah I think that that's kind of like we were saying with like the idea of maybe rating social media and 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 how you interpret things is just whilst 
we've had this abundance of content for so long it has only happened in the last like two three years and I think the audience hasn't caught up with the content no like no one was expecting it so it came and all of a sudden we're drowning so everyone's just kind of looking but at that like so are you guys saying that content will become more refined I just think the audience so the audience are, but, but, and but then therefore obviously content, content will change become because, more refined. because yeah you know you, you feed the beast right? yeah. 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 So, sort so, of or because or are you saying that content will start to gradually disappear because no one's watching it? Well, my, my view is always the same as like TV. Like TV for so long was so bad and everybody hated it. And then in the like four or five years ago, we had this renaissance of television. We're, of, like, we're in the golden age of TV in yeah. terms of drama though. And that's, that's the thing. Like there was, because you think before that there was like casualty and that was like, that was drama. It was like casualty in the in the they were they were like the precipice of things and then all of a sudden someone started making decent drama and the audience reacted to that so it forced television to change in the same way that could happen with like online content is that when the audience gets to a certain point where they're like you know what I don't want to watch this anymore because I can go and watch this and this is good yeah but then again forces other stuff to change storage wars is still on TV it's because storage wars is entertaining as hell <laughs> um, you know, uh, Married for a Green Card is still a TV show. Like, you know, prob- there's probably something along the lines of like fat single and looking ready to mingle or something. Go ahead, buddy, stop choking on your own top. Could you argue that you know, like the platforms, the content on the platforms is is aimed at people who who consume the platform. So, like, mm. people who stay at home a lot, i.e., you know. Let's say the unemployed or the the house the housewife slash husband, you know, they're going to watch the tat and tally because they're doing it whilst they're flying around doing their daily chores. Whereas people who consume Netflix have a very specific amount of time, mm-hmm. therefore they want to, to choose what they want to watch. And then they must be more engaging and more, you know, something like this natural bite. If they have all these dramas and gritty this and gritty that on there. Along with some or along with some pack as well. Yeah. You know, we just paid God and so much to keep friends on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, because great show of the night. Huh? Oh, great show of the night, obviously. Of friends. Well, there you go. You can only joking. It's no side problem. I'm sure someone, well, I'll boost one now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think I think it will probably, it will weed out some of the crap. Yeah. I think there will be a period of it goes away and weed out some of the crap. Um, but at the same time, people have terrible taste, mm. and people don't know what they want either. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. People mm. don't know what they want, so they're often taking what's spoon fed to them. So if you know, unless these gatekeepers come along and the gatekeepers can be trusted, which they can't, we know that, then we're gonna probably have the same old crap. To be honest, yeah. I think that's a good point to end on. Sure. The same old crap. Speaking of which, go watch the rest of the show. Um, thank yeah. you for coming on. It's, it's been fun. a pleasure. Appreciate it. Mine, as always, and Ozzy for causing all the trouble. And yeah. In, in Sorry, mate. Didn't mean thank to do you. that. Yeah. Didn't mean to knock your coffee over. It's fine. I get to put you in a car for an hour. And yeah. More yeah. welcome. Cheers. And talk to you guys later. Talk to you later. Woo! Thank you.